0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Leap of Faith Podcast. Today is kind of a unique episode. Our guest is one of the youngest we've had on since, since the birth of this show. Even though she's the youngest, she's also in the midst of one of the hardest times of your life one of the darkest times of your life, and that's high school. So today's episode, we're going to be featuring my sister, Mandy Mumau, who's going into her senior year of high school. And she's going to, I'm going to have her talk about her experience and what that was like going through high school, also during COVID, also having to move, and I guess how Jesus has been there for her every step of the way. So, man, I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself and say your best memory and your worst memory of high school, just to get us started.
1: Hello, my name is Mandy Mumau. I'm 17 years old, going into senior year of high school. And my favorite memory of high school, mm, I don't know, my worst (laughs) (laughs) memory. I can't think of it right now. Maybe like. Well, probably senior year, it'll be prom, but that hasn't happened yet. So my worst memory was starting freshman year off online because of COVID.
0: Yeah, I remember COVID. I think I was going into my senior year, or it was my senior year. It was my senior year, and I had no prom. So yeah, I didn't have a prom or a graduation. So, yeah, you said your worst memory was online high school, but weren't you able to, like, look up all the answers and cheat and, like, just have fun and be honest?
1: Well, yeah, th- being online, you can look up all the answers, but you can also do that all throughout high school. Like, they don't really care. So, it wasn't just being online. But, yeah, my freshman year, moving, it took me a long time to realize that it was a good decision because... Like we moved during COVID. Honestly, when we first moved, I thought my life was ruined and I thought that it was horrible. And so freshman year, yeah, being online sucked cause I was just in my room and then meeting people. And then my school, like the first few months were online but then they did it like, oh, you can come in to school if you want but you have to like wear a mask and social distance and you can't eat lunch. And so it's was like, how the heck am I supposed to meet anyone? like what the heck and then everybody was also like i don't know just because of covid everybody sort of became anti-social for some reason like not that outgoing but then in my sewing class i met some people
0: yeah so (laughs) it it kind of seems like covid while you looked at it as the worst part of your high school experience it was almost like a good thing. No, it was almost like a good thing because everyone kind of became equally antisocial. So Manny had to go to a different high school. But at that same time, COVID is happening. So everyone's kind of like not hanging out with people, kind of losing contact with their friends. And then Manny gets tucked in there with all the other high schoolers at the same time. they all come back and everyone's like just warming up to each other the same way as you are. So it kind of sounds like it was a good thing, if you think about it, like a blessing from God.
1: Yeah, but also, people online, like, I could tell that they would be with their friends in class, and, like, on the screen, they would, like, just randomly start laughing. It was like, oh, you could tell that. <laughs> oh, but then we will go back to the old house, Dad's house. And then there, I would just hang out with my friends. But that was only every other weekend, so. And so, but yeah, going back to the old town was good.
0: Yeah, so we didn't move very far. And this is all happening while she's a freshman in high school. So she's just entered high school. And me and her two older brothers, who were supposed to be there to protect her, are gone and in college. And she's just fighting on her own. Yeah, so, I mean, that must have been kind of traumatic, like, being honest, being completely honest, right? That was your freshman year.
1: That was my first leap of faith made.
0: (laughs) How is that a leap of faith?
1: Well, it's a leap of faith because I had to have faith that the move was good. And I had to have faith that God knew the right path for me because I could have easily stayed in the old town. But realizing if I did stay, my life probably would have been a lot different. Like, a lot different. Like, my whole friends would be different. Um, The people, yeah, that I hung out with. But I did meet some, like, valuable people here, which I'm really grateful for. But then whenever I would go back to the old town, that's, like, where I, well, where I would do, like, bad things and then it would lead down bad paths that weren't good for me and so but then also it's like going back to the old town it's like you're back in the past and so it made it really hard to move forward it made it really hard to let go of the past and so every time I'll go back to the old town it'd be like oh I'm back in middle school or oh I didn't even move and then coming back here it was like so different and it still felt like a different world even And then my mom was also online, so we were just, like, in the house all day, not really doing anything, like, a new church, too, that we didn't really, weren't really connected to, so it's, like, we didn't really have that many people, but then I would still go back to the old youth group in the old town, and so it's, like, half of me was in the future, half of me, or half of me was in the present, half of me was in the past, in the life that, I would have had if I didn't move. And so it made it really hard for like a year or like a year and a half. And then I was like, okay, I need to like just live in the future and the present. And then realize that I live in my new town, not the old town.
0: So yeah, I completely get that. You move to a new town. You're like, okay, time to adjust. I'm stuck here. But then our dad was still living in our old town. So you'd go and you'd be like, wait a minute, I never, I don't need to adjust. I can just live here. I can just experience here. And when I'm in the new town, I can just zone out.
1: I also had like zero control over the whole situation because like moving, like it did. It was so weird. Like it sort of switched because the whole summer I was all like so, so unbelievably excited to move. I was like, finally, like I'm out of that stinky town and never gonna see those people and i don't have to go to that high school and so i was like finally but then when school started just switched and i was like oh shoot and then like the cold weather hit it got dark early just in school then i was like oh my gosh i guess i just didn't realize what it fully had in store
0: so i guess that's what a lot of young high schoolers do right they're going from middle school, going to high school. Think about that. So like change for anyone, change in their life. They th- A lot of people assume change is going to bring growth and like such good times and new understanding. But change can also be very hard. And if you don't have the right opportunities available to you for when that change happens, right? So me, I went I went to a Christian college, right? That that was a big change for me. And the opportunities that came to my attention were, oh, church and Christian fellowship and relationships. It's like, oh, I could easily turn to that during this hard challenge and growth time. You had COVID, you had the move, you had all these challenging growth moments where either, you know, and you're young. So it's like either you go down, A path where it's like, okay, I'm going to face every challenge head on. Or, and you had it right there. Just go back to the old town and go back to the old ways and not face the change that was going to come. But I feel like now you've completely adjusted and you're a completely different person. Do you want to talk about the process in kind of warming up to the new town and maybe those challenges that you experienced and how you got over them? And I feel like a lot of high schoolers in general just have so many problems that they don't know how to face. Like judgment and popularity and insecurities. And seriously, if you don't know how to face them, yeah, you're going to go to like drugs or a boyfriend or all this like terrible toxic stuff. And I feel like you've done a good job of avoiding it for the most part. And like getting out of it. Well, not for the most part. Maybe if you want to explain that, you can. But yeah, it seemed like, oh, you would go back to our dad's house and then when did you feel like there was a switch like how recently
1: i don't really think there's been like a switch i just think there's been like less and less of that feeling but the process i kind of um well it definitely took a while it definitely took just like my mind being here sort of because then like, first moving to the new town, it's, like, I would still think of all that happened in the old town, and so, like, all the memories and, like, everything, it would just still be on my mind, but right now, it's, like, it's kind of hard to think back to, like, three years ago, and so now it's just, like, my, the memories that I'm thinking of now are just in this house at school, like, just making more memories that I can enjoy. I think that I definitely am a different person, but sometimes, like, I'll think back, oh, in middle school, I was just like a crazy young girl that was like so silly and this and that. And then I'll even have like, I don't know, like people tell me and then I don't know if that's because I just got older and like I went to high school or is it because like I moved towns and like that's what changed or did I just grow up or did I just mature? And then it's like if I didn't move, would I still be that person who's like a silly little goofball but then sometimes i'll like be that person but then sometimes i won't and then now it's like majority i'm not even though before majority i was but then it it could just become like just being self-aware but then in middle school but um yeah going back to all the bad stuff that you were (laughs) mentioning Going back to all the bad stuff that you're mentioning, like drugs. Yeah, people could have... I could have definitely gotten addicted to that.
0: Addicted to what? Drugs. When did you do... You did drugs?
1: But, yeah, it's... I think it was God's plan that I didn't get addicted to that. But I think if I still lived in the old town, yeah, like I said, it would have definitely been a different... different outcome of where i am now but yeah so honestly i could talk a lot about who you surround yourself with because it has been such a crazy thing to get close to certain people and then not be and then realize the change that comes with that and like going like you could hang out with a horrible person and then you just stop being their friend and then go back to that like silly person that you were and then realize, oh my gosh, that was such a bad like place. And then also you can be around people who change your standards and change your morals and change everything that you've thought of or that you've believed in. And then the second you like cut them off, then it's like you feel so free. But then you still like think about, oh, yeah, that was fun. But then you still like, I don't know, you just really... All throughout high school, you just really got to be so set on what you believe in and what you think and then know like where where you're headed and where what feels right because even in the back of your mind like I've talked to so many people who I could just tell that they're not the people that they want to be or people who I've hung out when I was like in middle school or before like bad things were so apparent, and so like there. And then you see them get that way and you're like, oh my gosh, I just need to be there for them. But then, like, they could either drag you down or you can build them up. And then even if you think, oh, I'm building them up, it's a good thing, they could so easily just drag you down. And then if it's a one-on-one friendship, more than likely they're going to be the one dragging you down. Unless it's, like, in a group and there's multiple people trying to build each other up. But that usually isn't likely, and especially in high school. And so basically, what I'm saying is you just got to choose your friends carefully and go to youth group to find those people.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's all about the people that you surround yourself with. And in high school, you're going to be dragged down because everyone's going to be like, oh, try this, do this, do this. And I don't this is for like, I guess, more about my experience, too. But for whatever reason, the people I hung out with, I just couldn't completely indulge in everything that they were doing and i think it was mostly because of youth group also because i think i was just very innocent in high school for whatever reason like i was just like like uh my friends like would hit jewels and stuff and they brought me into the bathroom or i was like guys i'm gonna hit the jewel finally like i feel like it whatever and i went to the bathroom and i was like about to do it and i was like uh guys i'm actually really scared i don't want to do it and they're like dude come on we're here in the bathroom yeah like my sophomore year I think oh my God. and I was like yeah guys maybe another time I'm scared they're like okay that's fine and they're also like very respectful but i I just could never indulge even like with alcohol I'd be like guys I want to be like very confident before I start drinking because oh if I drink while I'm a uh, insecure then then it won't it will be like as a coping mechanism for my confidence lacking in my I don't know why I thought like that but it was all very strange But yeah, that was, I think that helped me a lot, preventing me from going too wild. And then when I did go crazy, it was like, I don't know why, can't really explain it. Mindy, I don't know if you relate to any of that or like how you feel or your opinions on high school. Like, go into it.
1: Well, when you said all that, like about the jewel and drinking, like, I was dealing with that in seventh grade. Like, I don't know if you remember, but the summer before eighth grade, I had this one friend, and then she she was like insane, but she also had an older sister who was just as insane as her, but it literally just goes back to the friends that you have, because she would hit the jewel all the time, and then she'd be like, hit it, hit it, hit the jewel, hit the jewel, and then her parents were also just never home, and that also played a part, and then she would be like, let's drink, my parents have alcohol, let's drink, and I was like, oh, okay because she she was like one of the cool people and then like the stuff that she did in middle school like honestly i feel like cool is just when you know when you have a lot of friends and also like boys play a part because she knew She would always have a boyfriend and it's like, oh, guys liked her. So maybe if I am that way, guys will like me. And then like she would also sneak out. And it was just like now that I'm realizing that like seventh grade, that's the stuff you do in high school, if not college. Like all that she was doing. I don't even know where she is now. I have no idea. But and then actually I went to Harvey Cedars summer camp in New Jersey. And then I came back and she was kind of like she was like, oh, yeah, let's smoke weed. And then I was like, no, thank you. And then I blocked her because I was on that Jesus high after. But and then even like my other friends were like, I think you should be careful. Like and right now they're the craziest people that I know. And then they were like, oh, you should be careful. And then it's really just who you surround yourself with. But then that's also like. Say I went to a private school, like, is there anything that you can do to avoid those types of people? Because I feel like they prey on people who are, like, the most innocent and the most, like, susceptible, kind of, to being changed. And then it's like, oh, if you go to a private school. Like, is it the type of person that could easily be changed into, like, I guess the the bad kingdom or the dark side? Or is it, like, being in a public school? Because if I went to a private school, like, do you think... I would be doing all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think they prey on the innocent people because they know deep down inside there's not what they should be doing. And if they can get everyone on board, as many people as possible, on board with what they're doing, then they won't feel bad about it. And I think that goes right into, yeah, what the devil wants us to believe is that enough people do it and, who? yeah, who cares? It's fine. You're in high school and you're young and you're dumb and you can do stupid things. And I don't know. I, if you went to a private school. I feel like the like private. Wait, what do you mean by private school? A Christian school. Like a Christian school? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if OK, if you're in high school and you're lucky enough to know. Like if you're lucky enough to know who God is and who Jesus is from a young age, then it won't matter what your friends are doing. You know? Like, you'll, you'll be like, no, I, my boss is God. Like, I I stand before my boss. I stand before my father, like God. You're not going to be deceived by your friends as much, I don't think. But yeah, in like a Christian private school, there's going to be one person that knows God, pro- hopefully, well, yeah. at least. So they'll be able to stand their ground, and you might admire that about them because you're also a Christian. So maybe not. Honestly, I think it's safe to say that I mean, you're going into your senior year. You're not one of those crazy people. You're definitely not as crazy as I was my senior year, I don't think. Well, this was... This is your junior summer? This is your junior summer? Well, my junior my junior summer, I, like, threw a party at the house and stuff, and I was doing stuff like that my junior summer. Before senior year? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, I think Mandy's definitely more tame than I was my junior year. Well, yeah, but I think it's still safe to say that you, like, survived your high school experience pretty well yeah. and now you're where are you planning on going to college because you're coming into your senior year you
1: already know the answer. Liberty Liberty I'm planning on going to Liberty not FIT well maybe FIT I might or Rutgers I don't know no Liberty
0: yeah and I think that's really good that she's going to a Christian college because I knew for a fact if I went anywhere else that wasn't a Christian college Because I was like, even in growing up and going to youth group in church and summer camp, I'd still be like, oh, everyone in my youth group does crazy stuff. Everyone that I know, like there aren't very strong. Like the majority was crazy people. I think that's a lot of people's high school experiences. So I was like, if I go to anywhere else, the Christians I'm going to meet at the secular colleges probably aren't going to be. And that's not to put down Christians that go to secular colleges. I just know the temptation is very real. And I'm definitely not. I wasn't strong enough. At that time, like, I wasn't calling on God when I was fighting with my temptation. So, I knew liberty would be the best place for me, being surrounded by those people. So, Mandy, that's really great. Let's get back to it. So, Mandy, you yourself, why why are you interested in liberty as a college? Like, why not a secular college? Why not... Do you want to explain that, your decision-making process?
1: Basically... I chose Liberty because that's where I've been around most, like, saw the campus, saw the people, and it's where both you and Nathaniel went, so it's like, okay, why wouldn't I go there? And also, I have had the thoughts of going to secular college, but then it's like, I'm basically in a secular college right now in high school, so it's like, why would I want to experience high school all over again? No, thank you. So I need to change again, and I need to go to a Christian college so that I can become more Christian and I can be surrounded by crazy good people and not crazy bad. And also um, the people are cool.
0: All right, Mandy, I agree that you're going to be surrounded by probably better encouraging people and better influence wise people but we're still in the world like i i knew people on my whole freshman year who were like out smoking weed all the time and like i'm pretty sure one guy smoked weed in his room and he got kicked out and you're gonna all right. honestly i don't know about how other people feel about this but with the rules at liberty it's you're going to feel more like high school. Like I would be in friend groups and be like, wow, this is like very high school. Like what we're doing right now. Yeah. I'm like, this is very high school. They'd be like running around giggling and like crushes on people and like LU crushes and stuff. I don't know. It's the kind of high school, but like, I think, it, I think it's good. I think, I think we need to turn back to our innocence. Cause I think that's really the root of everything is how quickly satan can take away your innocence is what gets people into these terrible like ruts in life and addictions it's just how quickly your innocence is gone like i was me and Manny did vbs this past week and while i was doing it like we're we're doing like um i don't want to get in, but like one kid made like out of pocket like kind of an out of pocket like sexual joke and i'm like dude you're like ten ten 10 years old and like i can just tell the devil's working hard on our younger generation to lose their innocence and get them involved in like crazier stuff and i think that like god wants us to have like faith like a child right so yeah i think like liberty with the curfew and everything even though you might feel like oh i'm an adult like treat me like one i think it's good i think it's a back rooted back in our innocence and i think with the move and with stuff like that you know, you could finally, like, regroup with your innocence, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Same with, like, Bible camp or anything like that. It's just, like, back to growing up.
1: Um. Yeah, and I feel like with, yeah, all the rules and everything, like, it kind of just will make you grow even more because, like, having rules in place is kind of nice because then you have, like, an area to grow in with, like, I guess, time management with the curfew. And then also, all the rules are just, like, it makes sense. Like, why would you want to not, like, do all that? But also, going back to the VBS thing, and that one kid, there were, like, little, like, five-year-old girls that I was talking to, and they were, like, singing TikTok songs. It's like, why do you want TikTok at, like, six, seven years old? Like, I feel like we should dive into social media right now. Okay. So... Basically, social media is horrible. And I've thought that for a while. And then it's honestly, it's kind of like an addiction. And then, so I'll go through phases of like deleting TikTok, or I'll go through phases of like deleting all social media and then just like barely on my phone. Or I'll go through phases where I'm stuck to my phone and so not productive and procrastinate on everything. And then I try to, like, tell my friends, like, oh, social media is so bad because, like, everything that, like, gets told to me, I'll witness firsthand. Like, all the comparing and all the, oh, look at me, and all the sexualizing. And then I feel like with, like, the development of all the social media and how, like, how when you say if it's free, you're the product and like just being on it all the time and the algorithm like i don't understand how people will want to be on that app when it's there's little proof that it like tracks you and then it just like it manipulates us like knowing that why would i want to choose to be on the app and then even if oh yeah it's good it makes you laugh a little bit why would anybody want that like i kind of just wish people would just learn to go outside and especially little kids, like I'll go out to eat with my dad, and then I'll look around, and there's kids on their iPad not talking, or I'll I'll even see on social media, like there's this thing on TikTok called um, I forget, but it just explains how like technology is so bad and how social media is so bad, and then in that will be like videos of just kids on the iPad not talking to their own grandparents and then it's just so like unbelievably sad like because if that's the world now like how is the world going to be in the future in the future the grandparents are going to be on their phone and the kid is going to be on their phone and then they're not ever going to talk and then like it just makes so much sense why like everything that's on there how the videos are so short how it's so easy how it's unlimited and it's just moving your thumb and then you get like the dopamine and everything. And then I'll listen to podcasts about um, like people doing dopamine detoxes or like getting off their phone for as long as they can. And then it's just what I strive to do. I know my freshman year there was a time when I was only like on my phone for 25 minutes a day. And then I would just try and like keep myself busy like by reading a book or going for a walk even, or, like, I don't know, painting or drawing or stuff like that, and then even though I didn't even really, like, it wasn't as much fun as just, like, laying down, looking at my phone all day, it was still, like, better for me, and I knew that it was better for me, but I didn't see that, but then I still ended up doing it, but yeah, everything is just so over-sexualized, and then getting off TikTok, or TikTok, yeah, I kind of realized like, even just billboards, like, I'll be on the bus home from school, and I'll see, like, a plastered frickin' uh, girl in a bikini on a billboard, and then it's, like, what is, like, what is even the point in that, and then it'll, it'll be, like, an ad for, like, a hurting your back, or, like, a something that was unrelated at all, wasn't related at all, and then, but yeah, there were just, like, a few videos that I saw and then I just could not take it at all. And then I just, like, had to delete it. And then, yeah, so I'll just, going back to what I said, like, I'll just tell my friends and make sure that they know how bad it is for you. And it's literally just frying your brain. And then even, like, you'll read all about how, oh, waking up and the first thing you do is look at your phone is so bad. And how your eyes or the blue light and everything like that is so bad. And, I don't know, it just became very real all of a sudden and then I kind of just wish that like I could go or like live in a different period even like the 2000s where like phones weren't a thing because I'll even be like walking in school in the halls and then I'll see people just like hunched over with their freaking neck bone popping out looking at their phone like just just get off of it what are you doing just like make a conversation with anybody and I guess because of COVID I kind of just gotten so annoyed at people who won't really talk but also like I feel for them like I feel like whenever I see somebody quiet in class I'll try to like talk to them or or like make sure that people feel included just because I remember how I was my freshman year and then also I feel like moving definitely like brought me out of my comfort zone to a whole different level because I don't even people used to call me shy all the time and I didn't even really like talking to new people and then moving I was like forced to and I even remember like one day in sewing class there were like three girls talking and then they were like planning to go to IHOP and so I just like joined in the conversation and they were like oh do you want to come to IHOP with this and I was like sure and then that's where I met like my best friends who I'm still friends with to this day and it's like if I never even joined in on the conversation if I never like had that confidence to go up to strangers, then I don't even know who my friends would be today and then but yeah so going back to what I was saying I'll be walking in the hallway and then there were like these two people just waiting in blind to the bathroom and then but every single person was on their phone and then it's like like what is so important on your phone and then even just people in class like any free time any quiet time any like time to do anything and they just choose to go on their phone and then the most like weird part is they'll take out their phone and they'll just like snap people like take a picture of yourself and send it that is so stupid why do people take a picture of themselves and send it what is even streaks like just get off that why do you why do people need to see what you a picture of you every day like the people that do that I don't I will never understand it and then sometimes I'll just be hanging out with people and then they'll just take out their phone and take a picture of themselves and send it to someone like what is the point in that why are you doing that like who needs to see a picture of you right now like just enjoy life you'll be out in a park or something or like even at a carnival like just look around smell the roses and get off snapchat and then also people feeling the need to like make content oh my gosh i could even get into like tiktok trends that are like unbelievable like there's this one trend where you ask someone to like record a video of you and people will just be so weird like just they'll be screaming they'll be like throwing stuff acting so weird and then it's like what do you think people who aren't on tiktok or like adults think of our generation like they probably think every single person is so unhinged and so like off the chart like if I was an adult not on TikTok and a kid asked me to film them, a video of them, and they started acting so weird, I'd be like, what is this kid on? Like, I would think that they were a crack addict. Like, is, and it's just for views and content and likes. Like, is that, is that that's everything that we care about now is who can get the most views, who can get the most likes. Like, it doesn't even matter. All these trends, it's just what, so that people could get heard or to get seen or something. And then even it's like there'll be videos of people and they'll be half naked. And then, of course, it gets a million likes. And it's like, what, the more naked you can look, the more views you get. Like, no, go outside. Doesn't matter. Um. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> I think it. I think that's all I have to say on social media.
0: Mandy, that was so cool hearing you pop off on social media because only recently I got a passion, like a passionate hatred, I or not hate, like a passionate dislike for social media, only recently, like maybe within the past year. And you have it now, and you're only a junior in high school, when everyone your age is freaking brainwashed. It's so like, that's so cool. And like, you could just talk about it for hours, about how much you just don't like it. And I think that's good. That's like such a powerful voice right now. And I agree, like, um i yeah back in like high school i would never use snapchat i'd be like i don't want to do streaks; such a waste of time and then like only recently i got off all of instagram everything and it's really like benefited me in the long run just over a year so i'm pretty sure you're like way better off being off it for however long you've been off it but yeah even with like tiktok too i'll come back to it during breaks i'll download it for like a day or something like, I'll look around and I'll be like, why are people doing these like dances or like dressing like this or be acting this way? Now, I'll get TikTok for a day and it will all make sense. It will all be put together. I'll be like, this is why. Because I'll see all the trends and all the songs and everything. Yeah, everyone's just trying to be someone else. You no know one, I realize today's generation, no one's happy with themselves. They want to be someone else. Like, no one is happy in their own skin. I mean, that's an overgeneralization. Like, definitely there are people who are. But, like, the majority of people just want to be someone else. Yeah. Like copy and paste. And. Oh yeah. Another thing that I realized. For like TikTok especially. For like as Christians. We're supposed to be discerning. Of like what we're looking at. And be like okay. Is this. Demonic or is it like. From God. You know discernment. You know where is this coming from. Like TikTok. You're scrolling. One video after another. That gives you no time to discern. Like one second you're laughing on an innocent puppy video. And you've swipe up and there's like a girl in a bikini and you went from like this innocent thing to this completely evil i mean if you're wearing a bikini it's not evil but like if you're i don't know over sexualizing it and then of course that's bad for you and you have no time to discern it and it's already like right in your face like tiktok is a dangerous app it's like playing russian roulette one video is funny and then one video is like demonic one video is funny one video is like has you in sin but yeah, you don't know what you're going to scroll on. You can you can try and alter your feet as much as possible, get only like Christian content. But then at that point, what's the point? It's just read your Bible or something. But yeah, I totally agree with your passion against social media. It's very evil. It's very, it wants to put you in a box and very much destroys your attention and social ability. So yeah, that's crazy how the move because another thing I was going to say is yeah I came before going to college I was like dang my social skills are kind of lacking probably due to social media and on my phone and video games and I was like my senior summer I need to see like as many friends as I can get and I don't know if that was like the healthiest thing but like I met so many new people because I was actually like working towards it so in college I could easily make friends and I did but like at a young age when you're not so much thinking about that being forced into it is so much better cuz then you're just automatically you have to make friends like in high school so you being able to do that is so good which and like I can see that now you're like very so much more outgoing and social and talking to adults and that's like really cool and that's a skill that a lot of people your age don't have they don't know how to talk to adults they don't know how to interact with people don't know how to have a discussion for more than 10 minutes. So that's like really fantastic. And I think for your future too, like growing up, you're going to be a completely different person. than Yeah, if you hadn't moved, you're right. You would have been on TikTok maybe. or I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. You'd probably be in jail. Yeah. But I think, yeah, looking at it now, that leap of faith, talking to those people, I guess trusting in God has benefited you in a wild way and it's super cool that you're able to acknowledge that when you're still like in the midst of it you still have one more year of high school you're so lucky bro
1: thank you but going back to um tiktok everybody is yeah a bunch of kids my age don't really know how to get out of their shell and they're like everybody is kind of introverts and if you're an extrovert, like good for you. But also what gets likes and views is when like people share an experience and then they try to see if it's relatable enough for other people to like. And then, but those experiences, like we're never supposed to be shared. Like there'll be, also it's just validating um, what's the word validating actions that aren't good. Like there'll be a toxic relationship and then somebody will post about it and then it'll get so many likes because it's like relatable. And so it'll get in your head. Like I've even, I've experienced this and then I'll get in my head and I'll be like, oh, since everybody, everybody has experienced this or it got a lot of likes and maybe it's normal and maybe it isn't even toxic and maybe it's fine. But in reality, if you're even having those thoughts that it's toxic, then it's toxic. Like, you shouldn't even be having those thoughts. And if you're even thinking about, like, breaking up with somebody, then break up with them. Because you shouldn't even be having those thoughts. Like, just get out before it gets too late and you get stuck. But, but yeah. Everybody is trying. It's just a race, basically, on who can get the most likes and they'll post like oh this is what a girl likes or oh this is what a guy likes or oh this is how to get into a guy's head and oh this is how to get into a girl's head but like we were never supposed to know that we were and now everybody's so afraid to get out of their shell because they'll see a video on oh this girl did something so embarrassing and then it'll get so many likes and it's like oh my gosh I don't I would never want to be the person that they're talking about but it's like like it's literally they could have just easily just made that up just to get likes. And now people are just so afraid of embarrassment and judgment that they don't wanna get out of their comfort zone and their shell. Which I've a hundred percent experienced be while being on social media because like the stuff that I'll see is like relatable but it was never supposed to be like out there. Like people's internal feelings or intrusive thoughts were never supposed to be out there. They were s- supposed to be, like, internalized. But now it's so out there that it's just in everybody's head. And now nobody's really thinking about, like, what they want to do. They're just thinking about what other people will think because it's so out there.
0: Yeah, the I feel like the intrusive thought trend, I didn't even know what that was, like, in high school. Like, what the heck are intrusive thoughts? That's, like, a trend now. And it's really just demonic. It's just, like, intrusive thoughts are like say like the devil yeah, influencing you right like we all get thoughts right and then we, as Christ- as christians as humans we're supposed to discern the thoughts that are coming into our mind mm-hmm. and either shun the bad ones and integrate the good ones but everyone's like oh i get a bad one oh let me post it for likes mm-hmm. sure like they're not acting on it but i feel like posting it is still very much enticing that thought and intrusive thoughts like that trend is just not good. And I'll joke about it too, like, "Oh, I just had an intrusive thought." Or, "Oh, bro, that was an intrusive thought that you just had." Well, will and act on it, yeah, I mean, I, like the the ancestor of every action is a thought. So yeah, if you play a lot into your intrusive thoughts as like a joke or a trend, they're soon gonna become real life actions, real life actions with real life consequences. And also, yeah, like you mentioned too, it's a race, and I guess I would look around here. Here's one of my beliefs. I think success kills creativity and quick success really kills creativity. So people are racing for this weird, this version of success that they have in their mind, like a lot of money and fame. But at the sacrifice of creativity along the way, you know, if you're just hopping on trends, following people, you could get a big following, but you haven't created anything. And this has been like on my mind a lot, like being creative and making stuff and doing stuff and being passionate about stuff. Because I feel like everything now is a flashy trend and you have no time to get a passion for it. It's like, oh, what am I going to wear tomorrow that everyone else is wearing? And there's no passion behind it. Like you can't really explain why you're doing what you're doing. Like you could go up to a kid like, why are you wearing that? Like what? And they'll be like, I don't know. I saw someone else wearing it. They don't have a passion for what they're doing, what they're wearing, what they're making. It's just all trends and falling. So these people are all racing for like to be the most mediocre person on the planet and to blend in with everyone. It's a race for mediocrity is what I think it is. The social media fame money race is a race for mediocrity.
1: But then you'll see see people who are like crazy and like they wear the most crazy things and crazy makeup.
0: Crazy makeup. Yeah, I I mean, there is like a pendulum to it. There is a spectrum. It's like, if I can't be the most attract if I can't be the most attractive person, then I'm gonna be the most crazy person, shave my head, shave my eyebrows. Cause they're like, if I can't compete with these extreme cause that's what i realized too, um, something in college. It's like the popular quote unquote popular I hate that they're all right, I don't think that they're pop I don't know. There's like a Liberty Elite thing and it's kind of toxic. But I've realized like all the higher up popular people I hate saying that but they're all kind of the same person so it's like however this is also that i i've seen like the music industry if you can dumb down your music to a wider audience you'll become more popular like drake is popular because he sings about the same crap every song but that's why i've realized with popular people too they dumb down what they do to connect to a wider audience which gets like so the weird kids in high school weren't popular because They weren't trying to appeal to a larger crowd like the popular people are. Popular people keep up the trends and they keep up with blending in to appeal to a larger crowd to get more friends. And the weird kids, the people who shave their heads or whatever, aren't appealing to as big of a crowd. So it's all just about how much you can appeal to a crowd and that's like a lot of the fame. And then that also goes against our christian beliefs we're supposed to be different from the world and different from culture and different from social media and stuff like that and wanting to blend in you know you you want people to tell oh that person's a christian that person's not a christian Like you want it to kind of be obvious would you agree mandy
1: oh no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then you'll also see People who, like, claim to be Christians. And then even, like, the slightest thing. Like, even if they say a curse, it's like, oh, they might not be an actual Christian. Because even, like, my manager, like, she said that when she was a kid, she, like, went on mission trips. And I was like, oh, I'm Christian. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. But then it's like, then I'll hear a curse. And then it's like, oh, maybe she's not, like, a strong Christian. And then it's like, you kind of just don't really no also i kind of have been oh what i've kind of well this is we'll we can talk about this later but i've kind of been thinking that christianity is a spectrum like there are as a spectrum, <laughs> I mean, spectrum as in like there are people who are such strong christians and then people who aren't strong christians and they're all christian but the spectrum is a strong christian and a weak christian and then but yeah, we can get into all that about like church and okay.
0: Yeah, I um I think yeah your your manager could go on missions trips and then curse, and they're still going to heaven. I guess it's um how they react to their cursing. You know, if they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for cursing, or if they're like, or if they're like, because you don't know how they grew up. Like their parents could have been cursing all the time. I mean you you're kind of you you do the best you can with the hand you're dealt. If you're if you grew up in a lot of abuse and your parents were very angry all the time and then you're angry like if you grew up in an abusive household, right? One person, one person grew up in this great household where he was treated perfectly. The person in the abusive household curses like twice in the, a day and the person in the good household never curses. But the person who cur- like the person could curse 24 like five times a day But say he's like i'm gonna curse twice a day and repent or work till i'm not cursing at all you know it's like you work with what you get so i I really don't think you can measure a christian you know but yeah i mean if you're a christian right and you are raised christian and then you want to blend in with the trends i don't know how effective that is i don't know like I don't know. I don't really know about the trends in social media and stuff. But, you know, you kind of want to stand out in the crowd and be able to proclaim your faith without really any questioning of people. But we're all humans, so... But yeah, explain what you mean by Christianity is a spectrum.
1: Uh, well, I could also... um. I could explain that, but I could also go into how people just, like, really want to be accepted, and so people, because a while ago, I had this one girl on my bus who, um, she, like, cut her hair in a haircut that I personally would never get, and then I was like, hmm, I wonder why she did that, because, I don't know, just kind of didn't make sense, because it wasn't, I don't know, and so I, like, asked Nathaniel, and I was, like, I wonder why she did that, and then he was, like, oh, it was probably because she wanted to feel accepted in the group of people who would see that as, like, normal, or, like, praise her for it, which was, like, just happened to be the LGBTQ, um, group, or whatever, and so, like, Yeah, people in high school kind of, yeah, they just want to be accepted and then they'll go to such measures and just to get accepted by a group of people and to get praised for doing weird things. But anyway, Christianity is a spectrum as in, um, I don't know. No, just kidding. Um, so I don't know, actually.
0: Well no I I agree. I agree with you. I think like every human is on a spectrum. Uh like strong Christian, weak Christian. I mean like what I said before, you work you do the best you can with what you're given without ultimately giving into sin. Like we're always in a constant battle against sin and against the devil. So if you're constantly fighting it to the best of your ability, that like, God will be proud of you for that. Like, yeah, if you're a dude who grew up in a cursing family and you're like, God, I'm trying to stop, and God will be just as proud of you as the person who doesn't curse. You know, if you're working if you're working towards, like, sanctification, that's what we're in right now. Just trying to be as best as we can like Jesus. But I just think wanting acceptance from non-Christians in a culture like today that's where it's dangerous and I think that's where a lot of people our age are like falling short because they're like oh I grew up in a Christian household like I want to be Christian like I want to but then I also want to be accepted by my friends who weren't raised in the Christian household who are on TikTok all the time and I think that's where yeah they're they're gonna adopt these things but I guess it's just at the point where they're like okay I actually don't need the approval of my friends I just need the approval of God Is when you're, like, free. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, that makes sense. And then also, seeing people who grew up in a Christian household, and then they'll get out into the real world, and then, like, change all their views. It's just, it's kind of sad. And then, like, I'll be friends with them, and then it's, like, all I want to do is just, like, bring them back. But also, I'm kind of not even in the real world. Like, I'm just in high school, so maybe in college hopefully well i don't know i don't even know how it'll be but yeah and then like there'll be crazy people or like christians who don't act to the bible or like act to a t how the bible would say you should and then it's also i kind of feel like the church is like the quickest to judge or Christians are the quickest to judge, even though it says don't judge. And then I've kind of, well, I thought that a while ago and then it's kind of like died down. But I just think that I asked, I actually, I remember talking about this with my counselor, but the church people in the church, I feel are the quickest to judge. And then if you're not Christian, then you're bad or you're in sin or you're evil or and then if a christian will like shy away it's sort of like they're looked down upon or if a christian will um i don't know do something illegal or curse or i don't know cheat on a test or something and then it's like they're looked down upon and then i feel like some christians just really think that that they're all great and that their life is perfect just because they have Jesus. And then they have a right to make sure that everybody else is in check. And then like just people who have their whole life put together and they're like have a high paying job and go to church every single Sunday and read the Bible every single night. And then they think they know everything. And then it's like, now you're going to tell me what to do Stop
0: this. <laughs> no yeah i agree i agree I feel like they just need to be rejected, yeah i think I'm not, like, talking about well yeah I, th- I think every christian okay well for me personally like when i became serious about my faith and i was like okay i'm actually going to apply it to my life for once like my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. like right off the bat it's super exciting and it's really fun and it's i feel like it's way easier to upkeep you know everything god wants for you when you're the fresh christian right the new christian and you're totally in tune with god and his plan for you and then you look around and you're like you guys have been in tune with god for how long and you're acting like this i've been in tune with god for like two months and i'm acting like and i think it it just activates our pride and well, okay, I think the devil has a lot to do with that in most Christians. He's like, he'd love for you to quit something, right? Say you cur- you grew up cursing, right? And then you have a revelation with God and you're like, okay, I'm going to never curse ever again. And then you do it. You don't curse ever again. But um, you, d- you stop cursing. You're like, wow, I'm like really disciplined and like God was really there for me. And then it gets replaced with pride. So it's like, the devil would love for you to eliminate one sin and then replace it with another. So even the hidey tidy Christians who are judgmental and think they're all that are just as much in sin as someone who curses all day or gets drunk all day. And I think young Christians, not to overgeneralize, but maybe in your experiences like with young Christians, like me, like I was a young Christian, And even if, yeah, I'll talk to people at Liberty who were Christian growing up and they were able to abide to everything because their parents were also very strong Christians. But they would take it in a prideful way and look around and be like, wow, I'm such a strong Christian. Everyone else isn't. And they feel good about it. But I mean, they're just as much in sin as everyone else. So I think it's just taking on that humility That comes with being a Christian. Are you then able to actually like be an encouragement to other people? Because it's not really edifying to anyone but yourself. When you're being perfect all the time. And judging other people for that. So like I totally agree like there are Christians who can be the most judgmental. But then they're also just as much in sin as the person that they're judging. So it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't help anyone. You know?
1: Yeah and also... I feel like growing up in the church has had its ups and downs because I didn't even realize this, but in, like, I feel like they're kind of scaring kids with talking about hell and everything and how, like, bad it is. And I don't know. I feel like if I'm a little kid, like, I wouldn't want to, like, hear so much about that. Like, I'd rather just hear about the good stuff. And I know that, like, hell is a real, like, is a real thing and all that but it's just like as a kid i don't know and i feel like in junior church they're kind of just i don't know like oh if you're not a christian you're going to hell and hell is so bad and then yeah even with vbs how how like real they were with it and and then even i remember um one of the lyrics was in one of the songs was like this generation will not be lost like what how are they even gonna know what that means like this general, like, yeah, that's so true, but it's like you're a little kid, and then, yeah, with the whole good, like, the good kingdom, back to kingdom, that was good, but it's just, I don't know, hell. And then when I when I talk to my friends about like religion and Christianity, they're always like, oh, I don't think it's real, I don't think religion is real. But then I honestly, like, the one thing that I'll say is like, I'm gonna stay Christian because what if hell is real? I do not want to be in hell. No, thank you. So I'll just tell them that so that at least. Like have some sort of religion so that if it's real, then you're going to heaven and you're not going to go to hell because if it's real and you're an atheist, good luck because that's not good. (laughs) And, um, I forget what I was going to say, but growing up in the church, uh, yeah, it has good parts as in, I don't know if, I don't know how long it would have taken me to become a Christian if we weren't, I would, didn't grow up in a Christian household but also i don't really have like oh no another thing like saying to someone that oh they might not even be a christian or like say somebody makes a bunch of horrible decisions and then you're like oh that person may not even wasn't even a christian to begin with like i don't know that's just like a little crazy to think to say
0: yeah i agree i agree oh yeah during vbs we were like take up your sword and Going to battle, I'm like, if okay, uh, this is kind of a crazy idea, but imagine the Bible was written today, it'd be like take up your take up your pistol and take up your uh, like your uh, bulletproof vest and run in with your boots and shoot people, right, or shoot demons. But I don't know, just talking about swords and fighting. I mean, it's all very real. Like we're in a battle, and I think it's good that we use that terminology. To really identify the realness of it, you know, just like hell, like hell's such a real thing. But, I mean, hell, hell was like, okay, if you're, if you're accepting the gift that Jesus gave to you, hell isn't really something that we need to even really put into our mind. Like, it doesn't need, it doesn't need to be incorporated into our minds that much, you know? So it's like okay, hell for a young person, yeah, it's very scary, and they can dwell on that thought for a long time. But once they fully understand the gift that Jesus gave us, because I mean, okay, I'll every morning I wake up, okay, I'm like, if I, if anything, I guess bad or unwarranted or something that I didn't want to have happen today happens to me, I'm like, that's okay, because honestly, I deserve it. Like I I cuz I I had this like I rash like I've thought about it a lot like the only thing that we do deserve is hell being who we are humans Yeah, yeah exactly like Yeah yeah exactly exactly like we we just deserve hell So I'm like if I if I get anything less than hell today or if I get anything more than hell today then like that that day was a great day So I mean like anything than hell? Yeah anything better than hell is a great day like such a blessing like every day that we get outside of hell so like hell i guess yeah it's a scary thought but it guess it allows us for so much more appreciation of every day and if hell wasn't there i think people just would be i don't know just kind of sitting around like okay i'm ready for heaven or they they would they would not okay there's another thing that um c.s lewis kind of said He's like, you put 100 people in one building, 100 people in another building, right? For the 100 people, it's a, it's a mediocre hotel, right? Like, a not that great hotel. You tell one group, it's a prison. You tell another group, it's a five-star hotel. The people in the five-star hotel are like, wow, this is the worst hotel I've ever been in. The people in the prison are like, wow, this is the greatest prison. But what's the building? It's just a, like a one-star hotel, oh. right? Like a crappy, crappy hotel. Oh. But you tell one people, it's five stars. So it's all about perspective, right? Okay so if we have in mind that there's a place worse than right now we're going to appreciate right now so much more and if we know that there's a place better than right now we're going to be looking forward to that so much more especially when we feel like everything is terrible on earth and we're like it can't get worse than this and like yes it can but it's not there to be like okay be evil and you're going to get banished there or i mean it it is incentive right we we want we want to look forward to something better So, yeah, I mean, if you're terrified of hell, which is a place worse than now, it will incentivize you, you know, accept the gift. Just accept the gift. It takes two seconds, you know. But, yeah, I agree. Like, it is, like, scary for young minds and it can get them. Like, if you don't have the right perspective on it, like, you're just going to be scared. You're just going to be like, God, why, why would you do that to us? Why would you send us to hell? And it's just about understanding the intentions behind it.
1: You could either think Earth is heaven or hell. Heaven or hell because you can think, Oh, no it's heaven <laughs> Stop. You can either think no it's heaven because it's better than hell or you can think it's hell because it's worse than heaven. Perspective baby, yep. Yeah. So if you put a hundred people in a once our heart's out, another person in the once Okay, um but yeah. Another thing is I don't know if everyone thought this, but I've definitely heard similar experiences where People, well, one, um, one thing that people, one doubt, one doubt is that people think that they can like lose their salvation or once, well, actually here, wait, let me ask you if you believe that people can lose their salvation and then I'll I'll continue what I have to say.
0: Dang, put me on the (laughs) spot. Dang. (laughs) Mandy, of course people can lose their salvation. You have to work really hard get to get to heaven no girly all right well here okay here's what i've understood just here's what i've come to realize and i had to share my testimony to my group during vbs right And here's what i said because we're learning okay we're learning about the two kingdoms the dark kingdom and the bad kingdom and the the good kingdom and the bad kingdom okay so here's the thing once you get accepted, okay, it's like this. Say, yeah, you're you're on an army, right? Or the prodigal son. Right? You get a you're you're in the good kingdom, right? They're like you're like, you're you're in our kingdom, yay, and we love you. You're in there, right? And then say you get kidnapped and brought to the dark kingdom, right? That's what the devil kinda does when you get, he get we keeps you in sin, right? And as long as you're there right he's training you to be bitter and training you to be angry and training you to give into temptation and training you to just be a bad person overall right that's what you're training in the bad kingdom you so yeah you can be a part of the good kingdom and get kidnapped any second into the bad kingdom right no 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 yeah like like influence yeah, like sin. Sin. You can fall into sin any any second. The bat, yeah, the bat, I mean, okay. So here's what I think. We have two different paths that we go on in our life, okay? A path of sin and a path of righteousness. So as long as we're trying our hardest to obey God, reject temptation, pray, uh, like just love Jesus and want to be like Jesus as much as possible, we're on the path of righteousness, right? We can be thrown off. Right, and this is our, this is something that I think we need to all understand, as Christians, is that we can be taken from the taken on our we can change our path, yeah. on by one choice, a sinful choice, one choice, a sinful choice, and you'll be you'll be directed towards hell, right? Yeah. So it's not about this is what I said during my testimony, because I told them I like I went down the the dark path, I was in my sin and not really wanting to change, until you like finally realize, okay, I. I want to be on the... So, you can be held there as as long as you allow the devil to hold you there until you want to come back. In the light kingdom, the good kingdom will always accept you right back. Okay? We'll always, so, it's not about how often you get into the bad kingdom. Once you're accepted into the good kingdom, you're there. They'll always take you back. They'll always take you back. Yeah. You'll get lost. They'll always take you back. So, it's not about how often you get kidnapped into the bad kingdom. It's about how quickly you get back to the good kingdom. So... A lot of people feel like they might lose their salvation because they've been in the dark kingdom for so long. And it's only until you come back. It's only until, like, that's what one of my friends has really encouraged me with. He's like, it's not about how often, it's about how quickly you get back into the light kingdom. My friend Brady, who I want to have on the podcast, he's been a real encouragement. He turned his life around. His testimony is incredible. And it'd be great if he was on the podcast. But, yeah, I think it's just that perspective where it's not about how how often you're in the dark kingdom. It's how quickly you get back into the good kingdom. And, yeah, I mean, that thought that you'll lose your salvation, that's what the devil wants you to think. Are you kidding me? He wants you to think that you're stuck there.
1: Yeah, and also <laughs> I think it's about the Holy Spirit. Stop. I think it's about the Holy Spirit. And if we're even having those thoughts, like, yeah, maybe i'm heading down the dark path or maybe yeah or like even if you're having a thought maybe i did lose my salvation then that's just the holy spirit which is which means that it's still in you and you're still able to come out of it but i feel like the thing of it is is when you're wait the thing of this i don't know but when you're a kid then like you'll be so scared of hell that you'll think, oh, I'm going to hell, I lost, like, when you, when you commit a sin, they just make kids so scared of sin, that you'll think, oh, when you're in sin, I'm going to hell, and then I feel like that fear can, like, I don't know, I don't think that that fear is good, I think that it should change, or they should, like, teach kids something different, because growing up in fear of hell all the time didn't really make me realize how good god is or how like or how good heaven is i was just so focused on how bad hell is and then it didn't even make me like necessarily want to like get closer to god it it had to make me realize that even like because everybody sins every single day and yeah i feel like they just make people so scared of sin and then like if you commit a sin then you're judged or you can like get shunned from the church i don't even know but um yeah and so like growing up i remember like asking god into my heart like at least five times because i would think like when i commit a sin i'm not christian anymore and then like i would have never thought that if i wasn't taught that so i don't know i don't think that's a good like perspective
0: well yeah i think there's like a good medium medium to those thoughts like a good in between because, I mean, even growing up, I thought, oh, once I'm saved, I can do whatever the heck I want. I'm going to heaven. I got my ticket in. So I'd, like, go about sinning and be like, oh, I'm still going to heaven. Right? So it's like both thoughts are not good and they're not going to get you anywhere. But, I mean, I I agree. Like, it doesn't, looking at hell doesn't allow you to see the love of God. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, we don't have to, we don't, yeah, we don't have to look at hell at all as Christians. Like, hell isn't there for us. We're not going to hell. Don't even have to look at it. Don't even have to think about it during our day. The only the only time I think it is okay to look at it is when you're thinking about oh how terrible Earth is, right? But it could always be a lot worse. But I mean, going uh one of my kids in VBS asked me, she was like, We were talking about if you steal, right? Or what like what things does the devil encourage you to do? that might bring you, I don't even know what they're talking about, but they're talking about like stealing or something. And then one of my girls in my group asked me, she was like, what if, what if you keep stealing and keep stealing and then you start robbing banks? Like, what about that? And then, yeah, I kind of just told her like, Oh, it's not about how often you go into the dark side. It's like how quickly you get back. But like, that's such a, I feel like a unique question from a young mind. Like what if you keep doing a sin over and over again, which is really interesting. Cause I mean, a lot of like, yeah, I guess that's what I used to question too. like, I don't know, like a year ago or whatever. Like what identifies you as a robber or identifies you as a I'd be like, why are people in a bike gang? Like what makes you um, have the characteristics to be in a bike? OK, but yeah, I realize like it all just comes down to your choices, right? OK, but yeah, I don't think that really made any sense. But I was like, I told her and I was like, yeah, it's not about how often you know you can be in the dark kingdom for like 99 percent of your life it takes out one percent of going back to the light side that like that will get you into heaven but i mean if you really truly know who god is like then you'll want to be in the light side as much as possible just to honor him and try, i don't know just be thankful for the gift that you were given but um yeah i mean that's where i feel like a lot of these other religions like new age religions fall short where it's like oh do more good than wrong Right if you're raised in a terrible house And you're trying to do the best That you can with what you're given The best that you can is not good enough If you're in an abusive relationship Or an abusive household growing up And then you grow up to be an abuser And like you try your hardest not to abuse I don't well abuse abuse is like Kind of extreme But like you take on the victim mentality And you steal And you justify doing a bunch of bad stuff For like 99% of your life and then you learn about these new age top ideas and they're like, oh, just do more good than wrong. You're like, I, I can't like I can't. And I feel like it's not in our human nature. And these new age religions and a lot of religions today, it's. It's like, oh, how how much good can you do? And realistically, humans can't do a lot of good like it's not in our nature. So we need that gift. We need that death and resurrection on the cross. Like, otherwise, and yeah, like, hell is going to be a real thing. And even today in church, the pastor was talking about how in other religions, and I thought it was very, like, almost funny what he was talking about, how he's like, in every religion, it's like, okay, he said he quoted someone. I can't remember who, but it was like, you bring a cookbook on your first date, and you say, oh, learn this recipe. It's my favorite recipe. And... I'll give you 40 years to practice this recipe. And then we'll see how you did after those 40 years. Then I'll decide if I want to marry you or not. So that's like what all these other religions do with their God. Their God basically says, okay, pray, pray in this direction, do these good things. And then at the end, we'll see, we'll measure you. And we'll see if you can get in, see if, I, if I'll marry you, see if you can get into heaven. And like, that just sounds so ridiculous. Like in no, no relationship is like that. And that's kind of what Jesus did. He kind of showed us, like, we can have a relationship with God. So, yeah, I don't think we can lose our salvation. I don't think it's required on any good works that we can do. God isn't looking for us to learn a recipe in 40 years and then see if he wants to marry us. Like, once we're married, we're married, and we're going to heaven. And, yeah, Manny, did you want to say something?
1: Yeah, I just remembered um, one winter retreat, I remember this quote that they said and it was like you can't have a true or like a real encounter with God and walk away the same and then I don't know I've just kind of been thinking about that lately because I feel like it sort of puts down people who have thought that they had an encounter with God because it does it takes a lot to change and especially like in yourself and with who you want to be like it takes people getting saved to change their perspective and what what, is, what even is change like what does that even mean like change your lifestyle or change your routine or change your like the way you shower or something and then it's like when you say you won't walk away the same i don't know it just i feel like it'll tell people and especially like teenagers that they can't have an encounter with God and then walk away still in sin. And then when, when he said walk away the same, it meant to me like and walk away and still be committing the same sin. Or if you have an encounter with God and walk away and still listen to the devil. And then, I don't know, it just kind of like put a damper sort of because it's like, well, who are you to tell me if I've had an, a true encounter with God or not? Because even a week ago, I felt like I had an encounter. But, like, I did walk away the same. But, like, the encounter wasn't even really about change. And so, so, um... I don't know. I just feel like people's views as Christians are should be better. Some people's.
0: Yeah, I think, um... Every, every, all right, well, I listened to a podcast by Joe Rogan with this guy. um, Hey, let me look it up, because it was really good, and I'd encourage anyone to listen to it. It was with a, no, it was with a Christian guy, and um, he's just very, he's very knowledgeable. He's very, he's in the search for truth on a very high level. Stephen C. Mayer, and he's a Christian, and he's searching for the truth on a high level, very knowledgeable about everything, and Joe Rogan was like, oh, have you had an experience with God, and he'd be like, yeah, and he'd be kind of like, oh, do you want to go into it, and he, he would he kind of, because Joe Rogan kind of wanted, like, Joe Rogan is also on the search for truth, just as much as, you know, everyone else. And he wanted this guy to go into his experience with God to kind of give him proof of of God, you know? But, like, everyone's experiences are so unique and so different. Like, your relationship with God is your own personal thing. That's why I thought, like, recently, like, my my own experiences are the best experiences I'm ever going to experience. Like, that's it, you know? Like, this is all I have. People. That's why I feel like a lot of people are never... A lot of people get caught up in social media because they'll see people on yachts, see people with money and girls and be like, oh, I want that. But the best experience you're going to have is your current experience. The best relationship with God that you're going to have is your own relationship with God. You know, you can hear all day of people having these miraculous changing events. But wanting that for your own life is only going to diminish your own experiences, which I don't think is beneficial to your own life. You know, so I think he, people, yeah, people have those experiences that are life changing and they come around and change. They're completely different. Their mind is altered, but that shouldn't diminish anyone else's experience with God where maybe they didn't have that altering, mind altering moment. And like, it doesn't have to be that mind altering moment with God to make any more real or less real. Yeah, so I feel like he he was I don't actually that that is kind of annoying. I don't know what his intentions were with saying that. Because yeah, for all these young minds who are very much maybe stuck in their habits, stuck in their addictions, yeah. they're like, "Wow, okay. I prayed last night and I felt this like calmness over me when I was feeling anxious, but then I felt anxious the next day." Yeah. You know, and that's like But no, that was God. That was God giving you that calmness in that moment. But Satan is still working hard. You know, that's why we're in a battle. That's why we're in a fight. You know, we're in a war against the devil. And he's, he, my counselor once said, you know, your sin is like a lion. And there's like an interview where this woman had a lion and she's like, oh, it's my pet lion. And I've tamed it. And then the lion ate, like killed her on TV. It's like you can't tame your sin. You have to run away from it and like keep it behind closed bars and closed gates. And a lot of like young people don't understand that. Well, one, one thing that I think gets most people stuck into addiction is ego. Because they're like, oh, it's not that addictive. Like, oh, I can quit anytime I want. And it's that ego that they have this kind of control over substances that alter your mind is what gets them into their addiction and like me and mandy i i agree like we were very lucky to not be like addicted to anything like i i hit the jewel i never got a buzz i would smoke weed and i would never enjoy it it'd be like such a terrible time for me and then drinking alcohol was never that enjoyable either like i'd feel like a complete moron but every time like i just felt out of control and i was like okay this is not this is not you know i can't tame this i'm out of control so, yeah, like thinking that experiencing God is going to leave you changed. while, it's true, there are like unique experiences and you'll come out different. Like the devil's going to be right there tomorrow. But so is God. and it's just about how you how you continu- continuously turn to God, and it's about building up habits and stuff like that. So I feel like the guy's intentions were good. But he could have done a better job maybe explaining how we thought about that.
1: Yeah, going back to what you said about how like lucky we are for not like getting addicted to anything. Like. I'll look back on when I like, yeah, I was smoking, drinking, whatever. And then it's like I kind of associate that with like, I don't know, like bad situations, like situations that. I wouldn't look back and think, oh, that was, like, the best time of my life. Or, oh, that was, like... Like, I'll look back and think it was, like, dirty. Like, not think, like, myself as, like, a clean person. And, I don't know. It's just... Drugs in general. In general, it's just kind of, I don't know, yucky. And then, like, alcohol to it. Like, it... I don't know. It's just yucky. And then, also, it, it's a little scary how... Like, it changes your brain when you're on them. And then even that, like, that alone is, like, I don't know, weird to think about. And then I feel like people won't think about it. Like, the people that are addicted won't really think about that. They'll only think about the effect that it will have on them in the moment. And then, yeah, same with um, vapes and nicotine and everything. That is, like, an immediate buzz. And, And I don't know, like, when you look into it, like, cigarettes, too, when you look into it, it's crazy. Like it's crazy how it will give you affect your brain in five seconds. And then people won't even care to know what it's doing just because of that little like happy buzz that you get. And then I don't know, it's just like drugs kind of will lead you down a dark path. And I don't, I don't believe that anyone can do it without eventually like ruining their life because right now they're ruining their body and they don't care because it's good now and then but in five years what if it's what if they just drop dead and then they might be like i don't care like this is just the earth whatever we're on a floating rock who cares anything could happen tomorrow but like all we get is today and you don't even know if tomorrow's guaranteed and then well that might just even that might just counter whatever i just said because we could (laughs) Because, well, if I'm saying, like, oh, we could die tomorrow, then, like, why not do all the drugs in the world today? You know? But, anyway. And then you take a look. Well, I don't know. I don't know who's going to listen to this. Maybe people who are addicted to stuff will listen to this. And I don't want to, like, put them down or anything. But, I don't know. Alcoholics, you look at them, what are they? They're not, like, living good lives. Stoners. I don't know. But, yeah, when I look back on all the drugs I did, it makes me feel kind of gross. And yeah, it's a good thing that we, none of us got addicted to anything. And also the fact that it's probably expensive also had a, to do with that because, well, I remember one time you were like, just make sure you don't buy it yourself. I remember you telling me that make sure you never (laughs) buy it yourself.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, when I was, I don't know. I, i had very weird thoughts in high school i was like oh i don't want to drink until i have extreme confidence don't want to ever buy my own thing because that just proves i'm addicted yeah. and i would always like keep myself leveraged above everyone else like oh you but you buy your own jewel i've never bought my own jewel i mean i would or like oh you buy your own carts i would never buy a cart you buy your own weed man i just mooch off my friends and like I'd i'd feel superior to these people but i mean it was such a arrogant way to think and not good and very ignorant. Huh? But, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, looking back and feeling dirty, like, I, it's only good if... That's what I thought about, too. The only reason I can look back and be like, like, wow, those times, man, like wild, is because I've gotten out of them and because you're out of them so if we're we're still in it we're still like in the midst of our gross disgust i mean I, okay i feel like a lot of people do recognize like being addicted to anything is not healthy not good for you and like it is like suffering and it's terrible but i mean yeah only until you get out of it okay uh i want to say one more thing there's a tiktok that i watched and this guy was like running at like 5 a.m and he's like oh day 1000 of running at 5 a.m running a mile He said, oh, man, I'm missing out on hanging out with friends and, oh, I'm missing out on all the best times of my life and I'm missing out on partying and I'm missing out on, oh, just going wild. And he said, wow, that's great. But you're also missing out on wanting approval from people whose approval you don't need, wanting acceptance from people's acceptance you don't need. Chasing this high that you're never going to fully achieve. And this guy was just talking about like self-growth, whatever, isolation improve on yourself and i think for christians that's also very true it's like oh i'm a christian like oh i can't go out partying oh i'm a christian oh i can't do drink oh, i'm a christian but it's like yeah you're missing out on partying and drinking but you're also missing out on all the guilt and all the shame and all the grossness that comes with it so it's like you just you just choose which what you, you want to you know deal with you know either you feel like oh I'm, I'm being left out on all the fun or you feel like dang i'm indulging in a lot of shameful activities that are going to make me feel like gross the next day so it's like you just choose but yeah i mean being out of it looking back it's like thank you god you know it's all about perspective like thank you god for saving me from all those things
1: Yeah, and also, just looking back at the people, it's like, whenever I would hang out with those people, it's like, we were never sober, and then it's like, oh, I love them so much, but it was all the drugs that made me like them so much, and then, it's like, the fact that we were never, like, obviously, you're gonna have a good time when, well, I guess not for you, but... Obviously, like when you're doing something illegal, like, oh, the adrenaline rush, or you're going to just laugh all the time and not even really be in the right headspace. But there are so many times, well, not a lot, not like so many, like a handful of times when I remember just like being on drugs and then just thinking like, what am I doing? And then I feel like now looking back, that was, might've been like the Holy Spirit just telling me like, what are you doing? This isn't the type of person you want to be. And then just like realizing that and then also just realizing that the people who I was hanging out with were just a bunch of fiends that like wouldn't do anything except need to be on something 24-7 and it's like I'm not that like I don't need to be on something so why am I hanging out with these people like just kind of doing a reality check on who my friends are and who I am and then realizing that I was becoming more like them when I didn't want to be and less like myself. And, um, yeah, there there would be a handful of times when I would just, like, think, oh, this isn't a good time. This isn't fun. Like, it's not natural. It's not real. And then it would be the friends that I've had since when I was a kid. And then I wouldn't, like, it would be the people that I was, like, in middle school I was making slime with. And now all we're doing is doing drugs. And then... I don't know, it was just a little sad to see them change, and then to see them, or to see me change. And then, like, in that moment, all I wanted to do was just, like, change back and, like, go back in time to when, like, we weren't doing anything bad and we were just, like, in the house and everything was okay. And then, but, I don't know, I guess now that I've sort of shied away, I don't even know, really, where I am, because, like, it'll be my pride where it's like oh yeah i can hang out with these people and try to change them to be more like me because then i know that in reality um that will never happen so i think that's it
0: only the holy spirit can change them only god can change everyone's just looking for approval from their friends and they don't realize how ungratifying it is in the long run and how draining it is and how much a toll it's going to take on their entire being they're not going to know who they are they're going to have several identity crises in the future and they're going to be like i'm addicted to all these things and all it was for was for some approval of these people who in the future they're going to be like Yeah, lost in their lives. So it's like just about how quickly you get found. How quickly you allow God to see you for who you are. But yeah, Mandy, it's great. Wait, one more thing, Mandy. Go ahead.
1: Um, Yeah, but looking back, I cannot wait to like when I'm out of college or in college and look up what they're going to be. Because... The longer they do these things, like, the more their brain is going to get fried and the more they're, I feel like, get more lazy because, yeah, all the instant gratification, it literally just plays a whole part in it. Like, TikTok, weed, vape, everything, it, it all just, like, plays a part in everything. It's like a full circle. Everything nowadays is just instant gratification. And then people don't even realize it. They won't even, like, they might think, oh, yeah, but I'm also, like, going out every day also I'm not on my phone for multiple hours a da- hours a day but I'm still doing drugs and it's like well that's the same thing like it's just more of a more of an effect it has on your body and then yeah it'll have a toll like the more you get the instant gratification from drugs the I feel like the less um the less likely you will to put in work for like a full-time career job or the less work you'll put in for school because even i realize the more whenever i was on um whenever i was like doing something bad or like um something that i knew i shouldn't do i didn't want to or i wasn't like doing good in school or something and then i don't know it just like it plays a part everything plays a part in itself
0: yeah that's so true uh another thing C.S. lewis said was if you look if you look for comfort um if you look for comfort i'm probably not saying the quote right but if you look for comfort you find like momentary comfort and in the end discomfort and like a bunch of lies along the way okay but if you look for truth okay you find comfort in the truth something like that something like yeah if you look for comfort you're going to find momentary comfort and in the end no comfort but if you look for truth you'll find maybe momentary discomfort but then comfort in the end okay so it's like hell a lot of people see hell and instead of looking for truth they look for comfort right and in the end they find this um like false religion or something right or new age beliefs okay so it's like People today with drugs or TikTok, they're looking for comfort and they get momentary comfort, but in the end, a lot of pain because, yeah, their body's going to be broken down. But if you look for truth, you'll find maybe momentary pain, but then in the end, comfort, right? Like with Christianity, you look for truth, you'll find the truth and comfort in the end. But yeah, I feel like a lot of young people are missing that point, missing the truth. They're not finding... They're not even attempting to look for the truth. They're just looking for momentary comfort. And in the future, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people... Like, yeah, I'm very terrified for this generation because come around your mid-30s, your mid-40s, and you're not this rich millionaire person that you're promised you'd become and you actually have lung cancer and a bunch of other mental illnesses. And I mean, actually... I'm not that terrified because you know God's in control. He might lead a lot of these people who today are astraying from God. He might lead them right to God, and that could be His total plan in the end. Like get these forty-year-old people who, with destroyed lives, just falling at the knees, falling on their knees to God. So it might work out in the end. But it's great. The sooner you realize that, like where you're gonna end up. So, Manny, it was great listening. Oh, Manny gets out. One more thing to say. Go ahead. Uh, no, forget. She forget. Mm-hmm. Really so, Manny, it was great picking at your mind, hearing about what you had to say, high school experiences, moving oh, turned okay, out. A year. Yeah. After high school. Moving turned out to be a blessing, and we were just talking. We we're thinking about doing a part two when she's done with her senior year. But yeah, it seems like she had a lot of growing to do and challenges that she overcame and her um, passion against social media is really great. can be encouraging the young people that they know that if you also have a don't like social media for the right reasons, know that other young people are thinking just like that. And yeah, don't look for that instant gratification and turn to God and he'll see you through it. Mandy, any last words for the world?
1: i think that everybody should learn to love themselves and um find peace and read the bible i don't even read the bible but i should read the bible and um yeah honestly if god is in your head at all then that means something and then if you're having thoughts of god then that means something and even if you've shied away and there's thoughts of God, that means that there's hope. And if God is out there, that means that there's hope. And choose your friends wisely and delete TikTok. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Yeah. 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 So I think just be very honest with yourself and be authentic with who you are as a person and don't 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 be two different people. Be the same person consistently. Don't hide things from your parents. Don't lie. Just be the same person all around and you'll really realize that you're like a lovable person, you know? Just be authentic. And you'll love yourself and then you'll love God, love people. And that is all for episode 7. Oh, man, he's got one more word for that world.
1: And also, if you're changing and you realize oh I'm changing I'm not the same person who I used to be maybe it's in a negative way or maybe if it's it's in a positive way but um yeah there could either be two ways of change and you just need to realize if it's good change or if it's bad change and then if it's good change then um like embrace it but if it's bad change and maybe you're having doubts or feeling regret or guilt or Jesus is on your mind a lot then that might be a bad change and then you might need to purposely change something in your life and then lead it on the right track because if it's not actually I heard this one thing where if you're like the person so say you're yourself now and then you're with your younger self like your six-year-old self and then if you feel if your six-year-old self would feel safe with yourself now And that's like a good thing. Or if it's like, oh, if your six-year-old self would like look up to you right now and like want to be you and be proud of you, then that's like a good thing. But if they're not, then you're doing something wrong. Thank you and good night.
0: Yeah, like if you're a scary dude with, with like tattoos and actually, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think that was a good, good point. So Mandy, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for talking about your mind. And also, be, be passionate about something. Be Get some passions under your belt. Don't just follow trends. Get pa- like Wake up in the morning and be excited to do something during yeah. that day.
1: Make a schedule for yourself. I've realized that helps. And, you probably realize
0: that and make a schedule for yourself. And wake up at 5 a.m. every day and work out really early. And go to bed early and take your vitamins. No. But yeah, God's with you and we're praying for the younger generation and Mandy's, thank you for coming on to the podcast Mandy thank you for speaking your mind it was really great to hear into your brain being in high school in that war zone of insecurity and judgment from everyone and people saying Christians are the most judgmental that's a judgment on Christians so they're not any better okay thank you for coming on to the podcast Mandy and that is the conclusion of episode 7 goodbye